Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. And welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff going on in the news. Yeah. Uh, been a lot. Yeah. Hopefully there's some interesting stuff the uh, listeners will find uh, interesting. So let's, uh, let's get started right off the bat. What do you yeah, say? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're still in COVID, right? And sure. the vaccines have been going out and... You know, we keep hearing about different side effects and whatever, and some people have all these, like, restrictions on whether they're going to get, like, if they're going to be qualified yeah. to, to get it. They're the one of the lucky, lucky lotto winners. Right, the lucky lotto winners. I like that. Well, so in Indonesia, I saw an article, and they were using, they, they brought the vaccine out, and they were giving it to social media influencers. As, like, they were part of the priority group. Really? Does that surprise you a little bit? And we're not talking old influencers. No, I... I, No, it doesn't surprise me too much because uh, (laughs) they probably want those people to be healthy around to keep pushing their agenda. So they're working for them. Got to keep them healthy. Well, I think you're on the the right track Hmm. because the article, it's so interesting because they're... They wanted it to be, like, this uh, kind of, like you know, use their influence to show how safe and effective and get people interested in getting the vaccine, right? Yeah, right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are kind of, uh, scared of it or, I'm uh, apprehensive about it. You're, it. Yeah. And I, and I know some folks who recently got it and had some reactions to it. So I, I have my skepticism as well, but what I thought was entertaining is that they gave it to this, this influencer and there was sort of a, you know, big push about how, you know, responsible this person is and all this stuff. Turns out he gets in trouble later on for going to a big party <laughs> unmasked. Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. And I just think it's funny because, you know, we give all of this, uh, um, um, you know, a, a faith, hope in these people who are going to be a positive uh, messenger for sure like uh, i've seen in in a lot of uh, videos of several doctors sitting up in front of a camera going look i'm taking it there's nothing in the syringe like that's not giving me hope people you're not even taking it i mean mm-hmm. there's there's been at least three that i've seen that they they zoom in on on the syringe and there was never anything in the syringe to start with oh that's weird yeah like they're getting weird. a fake shot no that's exactly what it is oh man and it's like doesn't give us hope mm-hmm. it makes me scared to death are you kidding me i was reading an article about this wealthy person from new york who didn't qualify and even though he was in his 70s didn't qualify for the shot and so he and his wife decided to fly down to florida where they do qualify by their age and florida has the sort of here are the basic criteria age and some other things but there's no questions asked. You don't have to have any other things to, you know, you just go there. You don't even have to be a, res- a resident. You just go right. there. You qualify because you're, you know, because you, you meet one of those qualifications and then you get it. And, uh, you know, they have to, I think both, I think I want to say that both vaccines right now require two doses over right. a certain period of time. Right. But I just thought, you know, in New York, there's been such a huge number of cases. They're, they're, they're planning on fining you up to a million dollars if you go out of line. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> I think that was Cuomo that, that that came up with that one. Oh man, a million dollars. That you, seems. You get one. And and here's the problem though. They've had pushed out a ton of these vaccines, and these vaccines has, have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. So a problem is, is some people have in, in some hospitals. I'm sorry, I can't remember which one that they were talking about. Have had pulled out or had X many, and they're giving their shots. Well, then they had too many out. Well, instead of letting them go to waste, they were going around and given, hey, did you want a shot? Did you want a shot? Did you want a shot? That's how they should be doing it. But in, in, in New York's world, they want to find those other people that got it that is out of, out of line. Mm-hmm. And, and a million bucks, a million bucks may be like a hundred bucks to him, but for mm-hmm. you're not getting a million bucks from anybody. Yeah, you know? that's a little extreme. Yeah, and I don't understand the extreme, you know, why everything has to be so extreme mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I don't know about the different states and what they what their requirements are. I think it's pretty universal, though, that there's like an age thing. And then first responders, folks who are uh, working in hospitals, uh, I think in education, I think there are some, you know, so there's uh, certain things are kind of they're common uh, among the states. But for, well, what about for the folks who are like really paranoid? Well, like you brought up the the older couple that flew to mm-hmm. Florida and you know, I get paranoid about so many things, Scott. You know that. We had to talk about <laughs> how worried I get. Mm-hmm. Why aren't I crazy worried about this? Because I hear about that couple, and it, it, and I guess I'm ignorant, perhaps, or not. But uh, it, it shocks me, regardless, that, that they're so scared, that they're going to risk the airport mingling with all these people <laughs> to go fly to another state to mingle with more people to get a shot. I mean, and they're going to have to do the whole thing again to get the second one. Second one. one. Mm-hmm. It's just very hard. The whole COVID thing is, I could say pandemic is, is so hard for me to, to figure out because I, it's a balance thing. I hear this and then this happens. You know, the reactions just don't match up to or what's going on. Nothing's making sense. There's no straight line of... I mean, when we see other um, hospital workers uh, that are concerned about taking it, mm-hmm. and it just makes it scary. Mm-hmm. Well, and What it- do you need it for? For when a pandemic that you don't even know you have, they want to make you take it a, a, um, a vaccine for something you don't even know if you have. So how deadly is it if you don't even know you have it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, <laughs> I know it's been, excuse me, I hear that it's been deadly to some and, and that's terrible, but it looks like a lot of people didn't die from the flu. So Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> well, I mean, you want to find something positive? Like nobody else, nobody's dying from hardly anything else. So, I know of several people who have had it. Uh, personally, know them, and they all recovered. And I, what I thought was interesting is just that they had mentioned that when when they were diagnosed with it, that a lot of the folks around them basically treated them as if they were dying, and they were so scared that they weren't going to come through, and they were sick for. I think the longest one was a couple of weeks and they just felt like they were, they had the flu the entire time. And there's some things that kind of stick around, um, you know, after sometimes, uh, these folks in particular, uh, their symptoms went away pretty fast, uh, within that, that two weeks, but 
what was surprising to me is just that everyone seemed like they were going to die. They were so concerned that these folks were going to die. Yeah. And so the panic from the outside. Uh, there's I have, I've got another article here, and it, it's kind of on the same lines. And it's a little scary, but they were talking about seeing in, I believe it was mice that had COVID, that COVID during, uh, like, you know, autopsies or whatever you do with mice. <laughs> do you call them autopsy- autopsies? Yeah. Uh, but they were cutting into the brains of these mice and finding COVID in their brain. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I had heard rumors that folks, you know, humans were also potentially having COVID in the brain. And I wasn't sure, you know, they talk about one of the side effects is your sense of, I believe it's taste. Yeah, I've heard that. And your sense of taste uh, is a function of your brain. And of course, you know, other sensors, right, that you have in your body, but your brain is the one that that processes it, right? right? So my thought is, is this, could this be a true thing? Is there COVID in the brain? And is taste yeah. the only thing that it affects? That it affects. <laughs> it could just be a coating over the tongue. It may yeah. not be in the brain at all. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, we I, we had an episode that we talked about the function of the brain mm-hmm. and stuff and how powerful that is. Right. And so I thought, well, this adds another scare layer for me because if it does have some, if it does attach to the brain and it doesn't easily go away, it grows. Then what <laughs> else? What side effects could you experience with it in your brain? Right. Uh, a little scary, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. I think. I think example is that I think it's a little early just for the vaccine because I don't even think they know what what COVID is potentially. If COVID's there, of... it hasn't been there long enough to go. Well, this is what COVID's like having it for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, with somebody that actually had it. I mean, and it doesn't go away. I mean, it's it's supposed to just go away no matter what in two weeks, right? <laughs> Because in some cases, the, well, it's supposed to. Uh, how about this? This is supposed to be. This is the weighing it out. No, you can't live and survive in your brain. I can't remember the temperature, but I thought it was like eighty-six degrees. It dies, and if it gets to a certain temperature, it dies. That's why it cannot live in your body for more than two weeks. Because once it gets in there, it gets to a point. And then it starts dying because it's now in a 98.6 degree atmosphere. Mm. So whether that's true or not, the whole point of them saying that, you know, mind you, they gave us the, it was like the WHO and all them gave us the, the, what kills it, the temperatures and all this stuff in the beginning talked about, you know, the warm air and all that stuff, like have warm water helps kill it, you know. Uh, even people were, were taking um, hot water or making sure they have coffee and it's warm, so they just drink it hmm. every so often. So it's warm that goes, something warm that goes down their throat. These are some paranoid people. And and uh, to kill the back, the, the virus. The virus. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that's how it works. I, well, I, they, I, they, I, you, you could look it up. They, they claim that, it, that, that having it, that's why it can't stay more than two weeks in your system because it it dies in a temperature in us huh. i i don't know i i would like to do an episode where we talk about a little bit more in detail vaccines especially in relation to covid yeah it's an area that i 
only know a little bit about i've for for work i've had to train and uh talk about you know what you do to sanitize and what you do to protect yourself and uh, i know a little bit about how the virus will infect your cells and how it works because viruses technically aren't living things they they can't live live in quotes uh unless they have a host right and to me the whole thing there's still a lot of confusion out there at least the messaging that we're getting so i'd be curious about doing a little bit of legwork and and come in and and kind of hash some of this stuff out because i am curious about it and i just haven't spent enough time learning enough about the details but well there's a lot to do with vaccines anyways as it is oh yeah and so that's always a good but should be a scary topic for a lot I know. of people. And gosh dang it, Dave, you always bring these things to the, the topic list and then it freaks me out. You know that, right? <laughs> Tell you, there's so much stuff out there that I, you know, I go, well, I, I don't deal with it every, like, yeah, yeah, I don't deal with it every day. And sure. then you go, oh, Scott, let's talk about this. And I go, okay, well, let me, let me read up a little bit on it. And I go, oh my God, now I'm staying up late at night, freaking out about these things. Now I at least know what the hell's my problem. I've been looking into this stuff for so long and now I know why I don't sleep. Because now I'm looking at, well, Scott doesn't do this. He doesn't worry about that. He doesn't worry about that. No. Yeah, but once you start right. worrying about it, good luck stopping. You can't. Uh, it's true. It's true. The good thing is, is that uh, I have short term memory so Dang I, it. I can move right along and not remember what you were talking about oh man <laughs> so here's a you're a dog owner i'm a dog owner little article here from i think it's a, a company in japan i could be wrong it's from japan but they have a, a dog bark analyzer have you ever heard of something like this you're rolling your eyes <laughs> So we could speak to them now? <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, well, let me put it this way. You know your dog well enough. You can kind of already tell what kind of mood he's in. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's not like... We can speak, but we don't speak. It's not we, English. No. But you get the body language. Yeah, for same, sure. th- same thing with my dog. I can tell... Of course, m- my wife kind of... Um, well, <laughs> I'm not sure how to explain it. She describes to me how he's feeling. <laughs> and to me, it's really inserting how she thinks that she that he feels just so I can feel sorry for him. Yes. Because he's getting a little bit older and, you know, he's got hip issues and he's blown out both of his knees. And, you and know. she has an uh, extra understanding. Of- so, right. Uh, okay. So it's, it's not, it's, it's from South Korea oh. and it's a, it's a dog collar and it basically analyzes the tones of, of the, of the bark. And they figured out and, all the dogs over there like, please don't eat me. <laughs> well, again, it's not like it's super clear. I, I, my guess is that you know your dog better than what this collar would be able to interpret. <laughs> It sounds interesting, though. <laughs> but what it does is it basically analyzes what what the bark tone is and, and some other parts of it, and it runs it through these computers in the cloud, and then gives you a feedback. I don't know if it's on a on a separate device. I think it might be like on on a smartwatch or your phone, and it tells you what the dog's mood is based on what the bark was. Kind of like on up. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel, right. You know, exactly, exactly. Um, I I will tell you that that kind of stuff, 
I think could be kind of possible. I, I know that you could hear a see a movement or see a uh, or hear a a certain bark and a certain thing that happens enough times to to say that that their mood is this for how they sound or are moving around. But I think there's something to be. I think they could be close-ish. Mm -hmm. I think it could be fun, but not like I wouldn't like, hey, man, is there a bad guy on the other side? Go look. So is there? Woof. It's all clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no way I would, t I would you know, yeah. trust it. But English tra translation, I wonder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, again, you know your dog. I know yeah. my dog. I, I don't think that it even requires a bark for us to understand no, in what fact, they're thinking. Or <laughs> we, we try to go with as little barking as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, actually, actually yeah, that's, think about it. <laughs> that's the way I operate, too. Uh, in uh, U Uganda, there are some folks out in one of those, uh, oh, it, it's like a reserve, you know, where animals roam mm -hmm. freely and there's no poach supposedly no poaching. And they found some dwarf giraffes. Yeah. Surprising, right? The giraffes have these massively long necks, right? Right. So they also have really tall legs. Right. These ones didn't. They didn't have what? Tall legs. So what so what, what were they lacking? Just tall legs? Did yeah. they have a long neck? Yeah. Did they fall over? <laughs> no. They look like Nessie. It it's interesting. Maybe maybe producer Ethan can look look up the Ugandan dwarf giraffes. So so is this like a a genetic yeah that's what they said mess up you know like mm -hmm. uh, exactly they they described it like i don't even know what to say with the best way i could say is like if cousins went at it and they just <laughs> went with it i mean it's like what happened mm -hmm. was it mess up they they said in in the article they said that they needed to they in order oh you kidding me <laughs> they if they trip they're going to get hard. <laughs> there you go. There's there's one. It just it looks like it's uh, not a fully grown giraffe. Oh, I guess it giraffe, just looks like a little mini. But their legs are, are very muscular for their length. But the the article was talking about in order for them to determine, it, uh, they think it's highly probable, that it's a genetic <laughs> thing. But, Sorry, that looks hilarious. Yeah. They have these really long necks. They look like regular giraffes. It's just that their legs are much shorter. And look how strong. We can see the muscles bulging. To me, it almost, yeah, but it almost mm -hmm. looks like there's two guys in a suit, you know, one of those oh, horse right. suits, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that looks hilarious. Yeah. It's funny to me that this is, you know, I'm I'm a proponent of, of evolution because there are so <laughs> many different things that happen in different uh, species that impact things like this uh -huh. right dwarfism in in humans is a thing yeah it turns out it's also a thing in in other animals oh so we call those little giraffes then yeah whatever is politically correct right. that's what we call them uh-huh it's so interesting that they found and i think it's more than one i think it was a couple that they had discovered wow and and of course, they would like to be able to kind of run some gene sure. tests and, and figure out what because I'm what's sure going it's not like a it. never seen before, mm -hmm. you know, um, a species. This is just a mutate. Mut it's a mutation. mutation. Yeah, right. right. It's yeah, exactly like it sipped from some water of somebody, then dumping oil or well, <laughs> stuff the out in the, the, the mother when when the mother was pregnant 
something was going on with the genes, yeah. right? So how it works, of course, is that a father and mother mix their genes, and the child gets a mixture of those genes. And as these things, these cells start splitting, the um, sometimes they don't get a clean copy of the gene or or a gene gets turned on that wasn't on before. Right. What's interesting is they the, the researchers who found them thought, well, this probably won't last. Like these will probably not grow up and and mate. Spread it. And yeah. and that gene probably won't continue to to propagate. Because giraffes have evolved over many, many years to have these long necks to be tall because then they can access food that's not available right by other uh, by other animals it's interesting that a giraffe i think has the same number of like vertebrae or vertebra i don't know oh. what the term is as as i think it's human necks but oh, they're sure. just massive interesting yeah so they have evolved to have much higher longer necks and it they've given that gives them an advantage in the environment that they live in because they can they can access food that other animals can't mm-hmm. and because of these these dwarf giraffes they don't think that they're going to uh live and be able to you know breed because it's already determined based on what we've seen that they won't survive because they can't reach area, the yeah right. they can't reach it and, now and then the predators well, potentially, I don't know how run, how fast these guys run, or if they Probably get protected not as fast by their as the big one. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't, yeah, you're right. Maybe short spurts, but yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, all maybe. Ass. I don't or know. maybe it's got some hell of a kick. Uh, but what's to me, I, I go well. We even if you look at it from the terms of 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 humans and what we've been able to do to sort of protect our. Um, our species think about eyeglasses if you couldn't see when when you when our species lived in africa and were being right. we were the prey if you couldn't see or if you were deaf or you had so vulnerable yeah you were so vulnerable you wouldn't probably live long enough to reproduce so any little handicap would exactly would be against you like tremendously mm-hmm. not just a little bit you know? exactly so we, our species has this major variety of stuff. Our, we've evolved in a lot of different areas. We have a lot of different issues now because we have modern medicine. We also have a civilization that kind of protects the people who are most vulnerable. But in a world like this with these giraffe, they are kind of protected to a certain extent. There are people who work out on some of mm. these places and they provide a certain level of protection from hunters right. and other things. So it's possible that based on the influence of humans or other things that could keep these folks alive, it's possible maybe they, they could reproduce. They would have a better chance now than ever because yeah. the, before because there mm-hmm. are more people out there and more aware and care. Mm-hmm. And now that they see them, now they're going to be paying more attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to believe these ones are being tracked. They're being monitored they're, a lot more. There's, they're, they're probably going to be like, uh, use as specimens. And so some mm-hmm. rich dude in, in uh, um, Dubai that has this huge palace and wants giraffes, <laughs> but it's still not big enough. Yeah. Going to get a little mini. Well, ligers wouldn't normally be a thing. That's right. Until humans got yeah. involved. So maybe humans are going to be tracking these these dwarf uh, giraffes and 
who knows maybe we've got a new a new split off from from the giraffe right like no. like the you know, what kind of dogs have well bulldogs they got short little legs and it would be interesting to see the how all of our though our dogs have been created sure because there's some mixing of genes huh huge because there are so many breeds and they're so different and they've all been bred bred to do certain things and well with what that with what and that went and follow it all the way back to the wolf let's go back it'd be really interesting and what the hell did they breed that with a wolf to start it off with Mm -hmm. you know i don't know uh i had mentioned uh, on a previous podcast about the um, the the Netflix well it's on a lot of different things but it, it's um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has the what's what the thing called now oh gosh refresh my brain I'm having a a, a block Cosmos thank you producer you you are on that. top of it Cosmos I've talked about it a few different times but in that it talks about those original wolf you know dogs and how they've been domesticated to a point and then you know, controlled breeding and how we get to where we are today with, I don't know how many different dog breeds, but it's, 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 that's a, a good example of, of evolution. It's, that's what we did on purpose. Right. We bred them it wasn't to a come natural, out with. <laughs> it wasn't um, a natural mm-hmm. phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. We, we yeah. sort of took control of so, what is natural and made it. So people you, like myself that doesn't believe in evolution have to mm-hmm. believe in evolution, because mm-hmm. to the how about this? Not the natural evolution, but well, of the forced evolution for sure. And the the what's interesting is even for folks who don't fully embrace like all of evolution, most folks understand that there's evolution. It's to the what ex, to what level is there, right? Because if we think about how, let's just say bacteria, bacteria evolves. Right. That's how they become yeah. uh, resistant to antibacterial drugs. And, you know, we see, you know, dogs and, you know, other things. There's evolution there. It's only to what degree we believe that evolution, like long term evolution. Like, and but is it is it bacteria to a fish, to a bird, to a human or mm-hmm. is it a dog? To this dog, to that dog, to this dog, to that dog, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, across species. Right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, food. What do you say? I don't know if that's a good idea. I haven't, <laughs> been, I haven't been having any, quote, good food lately. I know. You've Our been keeping an eye on it. has been being good. And I'm not saying it's bad food, but mm-hmm. it's not the tastiest foods. Yeah. So, so the food that so you're what are you going to kill me with? <laughs> well, let's talk about protein. Mm. Protein is not a bad thing. Yep, I it, can't it goes, have some of that. Yeah, so. it goes with your your. Uh, you, can I call it a diet? Call it whatever you want. Being healthy, a diet. Uh, yep. Your nutritional. Yeah. Uh, My lifestyle change. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. There you it's go. a diet. I don't know. Well, how would you like to add mealworms to that diet? You know what's sad is, <laughs> not to make you feel icky or anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's already there. Nah. But, <laughs> but but are you are you saying like people are actually adding live mealworms in to let them do things alive in you? No, no. Okay. These would be I for the most part dead mealworms. They're just saying like eat those cuz they're healthy? 
instead? So in what do you got? Someplace, it says here in London, they have, <laughs> they're introducing, we'll just call them generically like bugs into your diet. There are a lot of countries that this is, this is something that they do Huge anyway. in other countries. Right. It, it is. And like, if you go to, you know, China and you go to some of the street markets, there's all kinds of different variety of things. Are you kidding? They have, they have a whole section of crickets, locusts. Mm -hmm. I mean, you Mm -hmm. just name it. It's a huge. And for us, I can't do it. It's a big yuck factor. Yeah, for sure. This is not an area that uh, the Americans have adopted. Well, folks over in Europe are kind of getting introduced to it. If you go to some of these like sort of fancy you know, restaurants that have these experimental menus, then you might find some weird stuff like this. I, I personally have not on purpose eaten bugs. I'm sure at oh. some point I've, I've eaten some bugs. I've eaten tons of bugs. Unfortunately, I, I've seen producer E eat, eat a grasshopper live one time. That was exciting. Oh, <laughs> that's no good. Mm-hmm. So these, uh, mealworms it's they're not even worms and this might make it sound even worse they're larvae they're beetle larvae okay but they look like worms they're just babies yeah exactly and they that's not nice they don't look they don't look very appetizing at all (laughs) producer e can you put some pictures up so (laughs) dave can see what i'm talking about well so, so how are they telling you we should take them? What do we do with a mealworm? A mealworm, they want to add it to a lot of different things. They, they add it to the menu at these restaurants. Ooh, there's some pictures. They you add, mean the stuff that you feed your freaking... That's the stuff you feed your, your, your lizards and stuff that you have at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're making them into human food. What they're doing is they're adding them to different things like salads. You can uh, make them into burgers. They're actually dehydrating them and like mixing them and to the point where they become flour. And you can use it to to bake bread and other things. Well, so just so it's not so shocking. Um, I'm going to use somebody that everybody knows is Starbucks. Mm hmm. Starbucks got in trouble a couple of years ago because they were using bugs and, and they use, and they still, people still use it. You ever get that, that pink or red coloring? Mm-hmm. Like you go to Starbucks get sure. a drink, mm-hmm. and it's not a strawberry drink. Mm-hmm. Um, they use these insects that create a red dye mm-hmm. to do that. Well, they didn't disclose that and they had gotten trouble for it. Mm. They don't make that anymore. Oh, so so you know this kind of thing. It, it doesn't. I've eaten a ton of bugs on an accident mm. and and stuff. But there is a. In fact, I, I can't. I don't have any specs for you. But I believe I seen years and years ago that that um, example. Let's say somebody that's making um, tomato sauce. They have you know, a degree of, we could allow certain things mm-hmm. to be in there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of <laughs> gross, but. Well, you know where red velvet, like cake, yep. the color has come from exactly what you're talking about is it's a bug that acts as a dye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So and they've done I, this for a long time. Right. They, there are artificial, you know, coloring and all this stuff, but then there are there there is the the natural coloring that can come from things like that. So, but it's not like you're. It, the difference to me is is you're not taking one of these things and just oh. popping it in your mouth. Oh. It, when I saw the pictures of the flower that they were making, yeah. that makes it a little bit easier. It's like the... Well, if you don't... I'll say this. if For me, it will not make it easier. If there's a bug sitting there and then a powder that says, that's the same thing, man, out of that, <laughs> that's even worse. It's condensed that. <laughs> but absolutely, if somebody says, hey, can you grab a flower? I grab this thing that looks like flower and I use it. Well, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably wouldn't notice the indifference at mm-hmm. all either, but... The difference is for me just seeing the 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 body of that, it. <laughs> that would be that would be bad news. For, uh, but the protein quality, I guess, is pretty dang high. Well, for sure, but that's good for the animals. Um, yeah, turns out we could be above that. Turns out that uh, the the protein is high in that as well as other bugs. I was watching. This is a long time ago. Just watching. Uh, one of those, um, you know, it's like the the crazy food connoisseurs that travel around. You know, Anthony Bourdain was yeah. one of them, right? Going to these different places and trying their local cuisines. And it's, you know, you're eating cow balls or something. I know. Right? <laughs> I, I can't stand it, but I still had to watch that stuff. I was still, mm-hmm. e- even though if I don't eat see an enemy, be able to watch even a chef prepare it, you know, mm-hmm. like in a in an artistic way i could appreciate it but oh my gosh i'll throw enough butter in there we watch survivor and when survivor gets to their eating challenges it is just like jeff will probes will take like uh all right well here's a leg of 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 octopus throw that in there Mm. here's some kind of a melt here's some kind of sea juice i mean uh and then some oyster, and then blend it up, and you have to drink it. Mm. I mean, that's the good stuff. It gets uh. bad. Like a whole spider, a, a tarantula. <laughs> you have to eat a whole tarantula. Uh. Oh, so, yeah, I have to tell you because it's, it's, it's worth it. So there's a movie I really like. It's called Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. And I have seen that. Have you? I haven't seen the movie. No, I've only oh. seen it on my watch list on Netflix. Well, yep. I don't want to give it away too much because... For some reason, it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it several times, and Captain America is in that, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give away something. Is 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 there's class levels on the plane from from let's just say homeless people to mega rich. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people get these bricks. These these poor people get these bricks that they eat all the time, and then they f- soon eventually find out what these bricks are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's like a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were fighting over those bricks. <laughs> so, anyways, you should definitely see that movie. It's a good movie. I, I will. It's on it's on my watch list. Hopefully Netflix doesn't kick it off my, my watch list. Sometimes I, I see these things and I go, oh, I want to watch that. And then I don't get around to it. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I go, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. Netflix has already bumped it. And now I have to go subscribe to Hulu. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I don't I do. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Netflix, so there was, you know, for those of you listening who like to just binge watch, they were offering, like, an actual paycheck to binge watch on Netflix. <laughs> I guess it, it's only a, a $500 paycheck. But if you're not doing anything anyway, and maybe you get free Netflix out of it, well, there's a job. 
be uh, sitting in your mother's basement watching Netflix. How much do you have to binge watch? I can't remember what they said. I think it was enough to sort of like make you tired of binge watching. You know how you feel after you binge watch. Are you for... trying to break a habit? My right. gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to have my wife look into that, see what that's all about. Yeah, it's uh yeah, professional binge watcher is what they call it. Mm-hmm. They they call it a short-term job, so it's not like you're going to have it forever, but dang it. But I, you know what? I've binge watched a fair amount of stuff on Netflix, especially during like those little break periods, like a spring break or it's during summertime or whatever. Yeah. And you want to sit in the air conditioner all, all day. So they said that they would pay you $500 and uh, provide you with pizza. It sounds like a pretty good deal. I think it's just going to make me fat. Producer, producer E is probably going to be looking this up. <laughs> Unfortunately, that job pays more than this one. Well, I, I imagine there's going <laughs> to we're going to need a new producer. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So the uh, you know the Oscar Mayer. It's it, it looks well. It looks like an Oscar Mayer hot dog, but it's on wheels. You know what I'm talking about? The trucks or the automobiles? Yeah, and stuff? yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they were advertising to get a new set of folks to be the oh. advertising crew to drive that thing around and do their promotional stuff. Well, that's always fun. Yeah. I, have, I probably have to go get a CDL, though. I don't know if it requires a CDL. I'll tell you what, that big old hot dog, <laughs> I bet you it does. <laughs> I, I, a, I'd hate to wreck that thing. <laughs> they said it's a 27-foot hot dog. See. <laughs> it's funny as hell it is funny and it's so recognizable have you ever seen it in person uh, i have seen i don't know if i've seen because there's a few of them i don't know if i've seen Mm -hmm. the big daddy Mm -hmm. but i have seen one years ago go by before and i I have seen it in person funny Mm -hmm. it could have been the big one i just don't remember yeah they're hiring a new crew doesn't say anything about what what they get paid to do well, it. Well, I'm sure it's not going to be great they call themselves uh hot doggers you know the all they're going to do is like give you a ton of perks with hot dogs and i don't need any well any these, extra hot dogs wouldn't this be like a fun like summer job you know just to go i'll uh, tell you what it would be a great jo- it would be a great job like like i said if i just sold everything and just went and bought a house mm-hmm. and with cash and don't have to pay any bills except for you know electricity and stuff so i just want to go find a job that i like Man, I'd probably be the best Oscar Mayer dog driver <laughs> there ever was. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't you do Plymouth Place? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember how long you were doing it, but but I, I for a while I, I did it. I did it for a while too. You know, Tony, uh, Tony, Tony kind of got me into yeah. it, and we used to go to all these different special events. We'd set up some Plymouth cars in the mall, sure and and we'd go to like the uh, concerts. Yeah, the Portland bunch of events that they had the the yeah. bite or whatever they did. Mm-hmm. They did that. Went to the the what do they call them? Zoo tunes. <laughs> so it was like concerts at the zoo. Yeah, up there in Portland. Basketball um, events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was. I remember being able to drive the cars inside the malls. That was a lot of fun. So it's been a while, right? <laughs> yeah, no one will get you in trouble for this. So <laughs> yeah, we did. So we were. So we had to drive them in and out of the mall. So it was kind of cool to be able to do that, you know. And um, so I was coming out of Lloyd Center Mall, and you go around the the ice skating rink. And then you have to take a real sharp. Mm, I remember corner, and and I took a careful, careful. 
I mean, it's hard for anybody. Um, oh, so I have wrecked a car. I remember. There's a little ding. It was a right. green Plymouth Voyager. Was it a van? I think it was a van. Or was it a car? I think it was a van. So, anyways, I, you know, boop, oh, then I got it out of there. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be, so it had to be, um, you know, we had to talk about that. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I don't know. I keep telling them not to be sitting there buffing out those <laughs> those floors around those cars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the cause of it. They weren't to be buffing around those floors mm-hmm. of the cars. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they didn't have video cameras that, like back in the day like that to even not see that. That was back in... It was 90... over 20 years ago. I mean, it was like 25 years 95? ago. 95? 96? <laughs> was it that long ago? Oh, sorry. It's just seems a like a lot, lot of memories. I'm chuckling. Um, <laughs> it had to been between that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It had to been about. In fact, I think you're right on. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just weird that I had all that stuff going on. Had a lot of life going on in mm-hmm. that in a short period from graduation to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we were busy. Yeah. I mean, having fun and stuff at the same time. That's crazy. That we're. That we were we were still trying to have fun and trying to progress in life. Yeah. Wow. That's. I have I have some good memories of of uh, of a, working with them. I had a great time and and I feel bad because if it if it comes to me, I'll say it. But one of my best bosses is Eric, that was there mm-hmm. and he was a great guy, mm-hmm. and he made it a lot of fun. Um, won't get into how, but we had. A, <laughs> <laughs> we we had a great time. It was a great job to have. Paid great for as young as we were. Yeah. And um you know, it was just one of those good in between jobs to get you to somewhere serious really. Mm-hmm. But um, Well, and I, I got to work with with you I think for a very short period of time yeah. early. Uh of course, uh, my brother and and some other folks that were Yeah, Tony did really well. More in the Yeah, he was there for a long time. Uh, but I got to work with other uh, like adults who had been a part of these these car companies, and I got to meet like executive people. And it, I, to me, it it made me see that there's potential in growing and becoming something in a a, a bigger sort of company. But I I had a lot of fun. I met other work you know co-workers that i got to be pretty good friends with and i got to i got to go see different concerts right. and i that was so much fun and mm-hmm. what was crazy is is for me to think back about that is all that stuff today with my anxiety i don't want any part of it you know being those crowds but i missed are you kidding i i loved it people came up and i just have a ball i would sell stuff do a great time have a great time and fraternize with people mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, make friends out of, you know, people I wouldn't even uh, expect to be making friends with. But now I'm, I would, I would, I'd steer clear from that. Mm-hmm. Just weird. I, w- I would take it back. I really would. I, I would totally I miss, do something like that again. I, I miss being able to feel that every day, mm-hmm. kind of being excited. and Yeah, unfortunately, we, we would take a major pay cut to go <laughs> back to do that. But it was a lot of fun. I, 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 I recall meeting a lot of like fun people at the concerts yeah. you know everyone was you know especially at, at some of these concerts i went to i'm trying to remember oh you didn't have that much fun if you could remember uh, <laughs> i'm trying to remember all the all the different uh concerts that i that i had <laughs> seen uh crash test dummies that was one of them remember how popular they were 
with their yeah. song. Mm. Yeah, you, you you must have uh, <laughs> hung out for that seven months that they kicked it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they almost yeah. Have made it a year. Mm-hmm. No, but I know what you're talking about. I think I I want to say that I saw Melissa Etheridge at one of them, mm. and I think that might have been the one. There were just there were so many. I, you know, I grew up very conservative to see like homosexual folks around me. Um, that never happened. Yeah. And at that concert, I think it was that concert. There were like all these lesbians everywhere. And I had never. At a Melissa Etheridge concert? Get out. Yeah. <laughs> no way. And they would come over and they'd hang out with me and flirt. And, and it was funny because some of them were very like. I don't know if hippie is the right term, but they like very free hairy, spirit. very, yeah, free spirit. Uh, some of them were topless and no one cared. Uh, very like armpits were hairy, legs were hairy, no, no, you know, grooming of, of any kind. And, but they were so stinking friendly. They come over and hang out with us and, and, you know, kind of, I, I mean, for lesbians, I guess that was what flirting was, but we had such a good time. Right. Uh, well, and no I was sexual only I was in, in there. At well, all. I was in high school. So well, I was in high school at the time, and you know, I was very uh, sheltered <laughs> for the most part. It was quite the experience. It, You're like, I'm going to stand behind this car the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I felt embarrassed for a little while, but they they made me yeah. feel much more comfortable. Well, I I think that that was a great idea as a company of Chrysler Plymouth to even do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was outside of the box and. They were the only one doing it, and I do feel that it, they paid off. I, I know that I physically, uh, or excuse me, personally sold cars. I had people that got to come back and said, mm-hmm. we went, and we, and we actually made their lives easier at the dealership. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really awesome to get to um, help out people that actually cared and, about a car mm-hmm. and to give them some ammo to go to a dealership. Well, yeah, our, our job was just to tell people about them make yeah. them sound really good yeah and but then, they they know. had these cool computers that came out back then and mm-hmm. said hey let's build you a vehicle mm-hmm. this is how much it is you should not pay more than that price and then guess what so you shoot them in the foot a little bit but yet they sold a vehicle but they went to with that i said yep you shouldn't pay any more than that they took the chrysler Pl- Pl- plymouth said mm-hmm. this and they could they use that to yeah. their benefit mm-hmm. so you know, the company could have gotten more money, maybe, for them to do their thing. It was cool, though. Cause it was it, nice that we were working for them, and the company got their money, too. Yeah. So, well, it was what cool. What a nice way to do it. Think about how uh, online shopping is done now, where you kind of you can do a lot of online shopping. You think about Tesla. You can customize your car online, place the order, uh, reserve it, and then have it shipped to you. Right. And what we were doing was very similar to that in the presentation. We had a computer. It was a touchscreen computer. You'd have all the different color car options, and they could customize everything. From wheels, the engine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and and make and then we could print out a little something for them to take to the the dealership, and they help negotiate the price for them. Yeah. Uh, it was a. I thought that was a pretty good, you know, a pretty good idea. And we didn't see, yeah, well, a, a, other the, folks as, doing it. As a it. consumer. That's what I want to have. There was a time that I, 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 was, I was ready to go in there and have the, the brawl with them. But you shouldn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. If you want to go buy a vehicle, go yeah. buy a vehicle and be done with it. Yeah. And, and uh, for me as a consumer now, I would appreciate to be able to have the information so I could go in and sit down. Because I've said it to the, at the dealership before. Like, hey, I, I just don't want any funny business. You want to sell it? I want to buy it. So let's just make this easy on me. 
because I'm willing to pay, be, be easy on them too, just so I have, let's get this done and over with. Cause they just want to keep you there all damn day to get a little bit more out of you. And that just hate. works opposite for me because I am the guy that will not care about leaving. <laughs> I don't need that car. I you. hate car shopping. Yep. I, I, that's also why I usually just go buy used from cash and used mm-hmm. from personal because it I, helps them too. I would say that my my very favorite uh, car buying experience actually came from the last car that I bought. Your Tesla? Yeah. 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 I bought an older model Tesla and I went to a, a, a company. Oh, gosh, I'm going to forget the name now. Uh, but one of the owner was the guy who helped me get into the car. He had three Teslas and was very friendly. Let me have a f- whole bunch of time on my own exploring, going and driving it, checking out different the different models that we had. There wasn't he he gave me a, a great price on it. He didn't push me for any like extra stuff. Just a fantastic and it took forever for the credit union to finally give them uh money for the vehicle. Really? I mean, it was over a month and the guy had no qualms about it. He didn't care. Oh my god. It was that is it was amazing. it was absolutely be... yeah. Gosh, I, I that, that, that maybe producer you think you can by now, you can by look it up um and it, it's uh in Milwaukee electric car dealership see if you can really? do a search cuz I you know, I do want to mention their name cuz they they were just fantastic. Really? It was because a great best, experience. The best way I've ever done it is like I'll have my uh credit union and like when I went and bought my Land Rover, I flew to Arizona, mm. but I'm not, I'm like, that wouldn't have flown with me. I would have, I went down there to do business and I sat there at the bank, called them up and we just watched my money go from my account. It's out of my account. Now it's in his account and I could see it in his account, shook hands and I flew home that day. That blows me away that they would even, um, <laughs> that they didn't send that the guy was so cool that he didn't call that city uh anybody else would have like called collections or tried to repo it or anything mm-hmm. that's terrible well i mean excuse me terrible on one side but so good on his yeah so uh platt auto great i think is uh greg platt is the owner uh w- was just fantastic because they don't do like the i i don't think that they do in-house financing they work with credit unions and other, and other folks and and it took forever for my credit union to get like to do their job i i think that i went through three different people because they were in transition between uh the the main loan person that i was originally working with uh was promoted to a different position and then so they got someone temporary in there and then that person got replaced by the the permanent person Mm -hmm. and it took them over a month to finally get a check to the dealership and i would uh, call these guys and and make sure that things were moving along and hey don't worry about it in fact what was interesting is that i had uh i had a a trip i was going to go over the mountain and I think I was going to go see my brother at at his in-laws and I wanted to take the car but the car hadn't been detailed yet it was still it was sitting on the lot it hadn't they hadn't even officially marked it as for oh, sale yet yeah, yeah. and he let me take the car over the mountain as a test run to exactly <laughs> and uh and I came back and took it in a couple of days later to get it all detailed out and it was just 
it was the greatest experience. I, I don't think that I would have ever had anything like this at a traditional dealership. Well, well since uh, you're bringing him up, and I don't know him at all, so, so, um, Greg Platt, you said, do they yeah. have? Um, what else does he have there? Is it Tesla? It's, it's or only is there electric. Any other, it's right, only electric. Any, what other electric vehicles does he have? Did you even notice? Uh, yeah, well, I was there only to look for Teslas. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm just curious what else that they might have. Since you're talking about it, you mm-hmm. might, if anybody, if you've seen anything else, if anybody's listening and cares, they could go down there. Yeah, they it. have all kinds of different brands, and they get them in uh, constantly. But but they have like the, uh, the, the you know the higher end vehicles. They they have you know Teslas periodically and the higher end electric vehicles but they also have like the lesser expensive uh you know the nissan leaf i think is one and, oh right uh was it okay. a chevy volt i saw out you, there but you know what i wish elon would do so i believe it or not i still love motorcycles mm. i wish i had i know i'm old but i will love crotch rocket motorcycles mm-hmm. and what I and I'm old and so nervous about you know wrecking them and stuff. So I've got something to actually worry about. You know I don't want to die. You know I'm a wife and kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but I want Elon to make an electric bike, which would be insane, mm-hmm. right? If if a car, if electric car can go zero to hundred so fast, a bike would be insane. Mm-hmm. But have a gyro on it, so it just. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fall over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and do some other safety stuff, you know. But I think he should be able to make the the most insane and safest motorcycle ever. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that a lot of folks have have uh, put that into his uh, his brain because, yeah. I, I, yeah, he's you know one of the best, of course, in in the the world right we now have producing cool electric vehicles to cruise around on Mars with. Yeah, the only yeah the only things that I've seen for electric motorcycles have been um like foreign companies that are producing them and i i don't know much about them i don't either um i seen some at home fun people that do projects had their own mm-hmm. make their own tesla quad or something mm-hmm. like that i'm like oh mm-hmm. man that's crazy well there's he's got some he's got some competition with all these other electric car companies coming out with uh, some pretty Pretty nice vehicles. Yeah, I heard and Porsche the trucks. has come out with mm-hmm. with supposed to be one to. That's what they say, but anyway, it's supposed to put uh, Tesla to shame, or you know his mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's supposed to be amazing, but the technology of the Tesla, if if you look in the detail of not just that it's electric car, but the the detail of how many things it can or can't do mm-hmm. can do mm-hmm. is amazing. Like I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know, um, since we're talking about it, I don't know if your car was, whoa. Yeah, it's a nice Dang it. Um, is was one of them, but I've seen them try to do the, I say try, they try to do the um, side roll on it, mm-hmm. where they take it and they roll it, yeah. and it's gone from this way, mm-hmm. like, to flopping back over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I the center of gravity on on the Tesla is, is pretty incredible. What what I think uh, Elon has going for him is that he's very good at manufacturing. He's really, I mean, he's got an engineer brain, but he's really good at the the process that that he's going to uh, to produce these things, mm-hmm. and of course, do it in America and a newer car company. And actually, I think now is probably one of the highest. A valued car company 
it's a pretty amazing and he's got this new battery technology that, that he's been working on and the way that his the batteries are set up is that they actually provide some uh, structural integrity for the vehicle hmm. but the center of gravity on teslas are are amazing they're I so well balanced very very low i know uh, he was trying to explain to joe rogan about and and I agree with Joe about he was talking about his 911 or excuse me his Porsche mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. and how he could really really feel the drive and I know what that's like I mm-hmm. used to enjoy driving my manual transmission and no power steering cars I could really feel mm-hmm. it was fun and I don't want to put words in his mouth or whatever but I thought that Elon, if I remember correctly, he kind of chuckles and goes, oh, no. <laughs> He's talking about the driving experience. Yeah. And, and I appreciate what Joe was talking about because I appreciate old school things, too. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing technology what Joe's talking about. Mm-hmm. It drives. That car is amazing that he's talking about. But but Elon's talking about, no, but but you're not seeing the picture. I'm talking about, you're, this is the future. That's the best of the best <laughs> today. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about tomorrow. You get to drive tomorrow today. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just amazing. I'm, I'm sure, so the, the latest, I think... Uh, I think Tesla wants to come out with another uh, Roadster, but their their Model S right now is incredibly fast under under two seconds zero to sixty. I mean, we're talking about motorcycle That's speeds faster than Bugatti, it's, isn't it? It's crazy, and and for a four door sedan uh, for under a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. the Bugatti is two or three uh, million dollars or and up. You know, I. It's pretty amazing. It, I'm not. I'm not. I know it may not be fair to to you know put them side by side, but mm-hmm. I'm just talking about speed wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They're more than comparable. So the other the other side to Tesla is the uh, the technology that goes into all the self driving, all the sensors. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff about Tesla that goes beyond just the performance side of Tesla. Oh yeah. And you get like a you know a Porsche or or some of these other car companies that are really have been that's the bread and butter is performance. And then you get some upstart <laughs> electric car company that's challenging well, them it's pretty this? amazing porsche and all the other vehicles that are coming up and about they're only being better still mm-hmm. because of elon sure they if get it pushed. wasn't for his push so they're still his car I'm sorry <laughs> I, you know they may not say it, but it's it's taking somebody else's drive there and it, they're forced to competition's good right right, right. <laughs> and so uh-huh. so their inspiration whether they hate it or not Yep, is pushing them forward. Is that. Innovation it has Elon's inspiration in it. Well, you've had you've had quite a few cars. I, I don't think I've had as many as you, but but I've had a few. I, I, I had a uh, an MR2, which was great. Yeah. A, a mid mounted engine. It just felt like you were you know driving a go yeah, kart. It was fun just little cars. Yeah, it was so much fun. I wish that I I still had it. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're very uh, what they're. They're they're hard to find. That's that's cheap because they're kind of a specialty car now, and a lot of folks, you know, you use them in clubs and stuff, and kind of like the the Hummer and and you had a Land uh, Land Rover mm. Club, right? Lots of people yeah, communities it, out there that nobody have, wants to take them out and actually four by right. Yeah, they love and they love souping them up and yeah. and that sort of thing. But uh, you had a 
was it a 300Z? Mm-hmm. Twin a, turbo. Twin turbo. That was a really fast car. That was a fun car. But not mm-hmm. not, not for today stuff. Well, compared... Like a standard Dodge Charger would probably <laughs> blow the doors off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but for what it was, especially in the 90s, that was an amazing car. And it sounds a little bit corny but the only reason why i bought it is because i wanted it when i when when i saw it when i was a kid i mm-hmm. will, i still remember i can't remember the vehicle i was in but i remember seeing in the rear view mirror i saw this this thing coming up through through i think it was i-84 just floating and flew past us but it just looked like it was hovering mm-hmm. and i go i gotta find out what that was and that's what it was so i've always thought man i gotta get me one of those yeah and so it wasn't as impressive at the year i got it but mm-hmm. still looked and felt amazing. It was a heavy car, but um, so much fun. Like I could still play with the Corvettes and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was a V6, you mm-hmm. know. But um, I remember that thing could get up and move. Once I mean, once you got up to like a certain speed, and those turbos kicked yeah. in, it was just like put yourself back in the seat. It felt so good. Yeah, but that's nothing and, like your car, though. And and the sport mode that it, it could stiffen up the the. The suspension. Uh, the suspension. Yeah, that was really nice. That, to me, was like this really cool thing. Because I had never been in a car that you could adjust the suspension yep. right then. And, and that was so much fun. One more little thing that I liked about the car. Because you could... When I had the car, I lived in Vancouver. And I had a lot of big loop-de-loos to get on on and off of the, uh, <laughs> inter, uh, the highway. But it has four-wheel steering. So you literally f- do feel that, even though it's just a little bit, you could feel that it's just turning just slightly a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it feels like you're railing a little bit better. Yeah. But uh, well, but it was a pretty cool car for its its year, and I mm-hmm. loved it while I had it. I only sold it because that was that made us completely debt free. So yeah, good financial so, move. But I miss it mm-hmm. a lot, and I don't even know if I have a picture. Mm. I've looked. Oh. I know it makes me sad because yeah. I miss some of my, my vehicles. I've mm-hmm. regretted. I don't know how to say regretted, but I miss a couple of the vehicles I've I've sold, mm-hmm. and that is one of them. Yeah, the the MR2 is one that I that I regret. But it, it a sort of friend of mine um, backed into it into the side panel, and it was just too expensive to to fix. And at the time, it was. I mean, it's a two seater car, and I'm a family man. I kind of needed the room right. so i ended up getting rid of it and buying a, a bmw and i uh, enjoyed enjoyed that vehicle but the tesla i is hands down the best vehicle performance wise comfort wise the way it feels wise, everything, it, everything wise, is just it's so much better than any other vehicle i've yeah. ever had and it's still it's so much fun and it's quiet you know i know i don't like it because it all I hear is this crumbling gravel, <laughs> gravel coming down the road. I'm like, what the hell is that sound? Because it sounds different. I normally hear an engine that, yeah. along with it. Like, what is that sound? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. But, and it, it just feels very comfortable. It's a, if you've not gone out and taken a test drive, have, you haven't driven mine yet, have you? No, I haven't driven oh, it. Well, you've we'll, given me a ride. You will, but, we're going to have to go for a, we're gonna have to go for a, but, a drive. Uh, and, but yeah, it's a it's a great experience, driving experience, and I thought the BMW was the great driving experience. Mm, that Tesla is hands down. Yep. So well, you have some brain in there thinking too. Mm-hmm. But 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I like the tech in it. You know, I'm kind of a, a tech geek sort of yeah. sort of thing. Well, so. on that real quick, I'll say it was what was the place again? Because obviously, you yeah, love Platt. it, and it's worth if you can Platt find Auto. a good place, it's worth telling it again. Yeah, Platt, Platt Auto. Auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic over there. Yep. Good. I might have to go right, see if you have right one of those Porsches because <laughs> that Porsche is in the realm of mm-hmm. be amazing. Not not impossible. <laughs> be amazing. Oh. All right. One last story uh, before we we close out the show. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrencies? Not enough. I I do hear some about it, but I honestly don't know anything about it. I don't know if it's good for me to invest in it. I don't know. At some point in time, that will be kind of like a, a main topic because I do want to cover a little bit more detail. My uncle Mark is is really into it, really likes it. He loves doing all the trading stuff anyway. Well, let's do that because it'd be a good one. I mean, I might be doing a lot of listening and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but hey, I'd like to learn about it because if I'm trying to look for the future and see if that's going to be one because that's, that's one that's stuck around. Well, and it's so high valued right now. I, I don't know what today's uh, prices are on it. In fact, I thought it was like I don't know three grand or something. Oh, I don't even know. you <laughs> was it been? Is it so much higher than it was before? Oh my it's gosh! Been a while. So a, a single a single Bitcoin uh-huh. today thirty two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. But I thought just not too long ago it was only like three thousand. Just like a like. A like year ago. a few years ago, was yeah. it a few? No, oh. no, no, no. I, I don't think it it sunk down to. Maybe 3, I just 000. haven't looked in a while. I think but. it was down, hovering maybe five or six grand uh, for a coin, and we're talking maybe a year ago or so, and a year before that, maybe a couple of years before that, there was this massive peak in Bitcoin, and it went as high as twenty four thousand dollars for a single coin, and then eventually over a several month period, it dropped back down, and it kept on sinking and sank, sinking down to i think it was i want to say it was like five grand or something close to that and then and then most recently it surpassed 40 and now it's down to 32 ish okay so tell me if i'm wrong because bitcoin if i want to invest in bitcoin if i want to invest in gold if i want to invest in silver you know if i buy a gold coin i can't remember let's say it's three grand i get a gold coin Mm -hmm. you don't get a Bitcoin. This is essentially a stock. Is it like a, there, a stock share that can go that you could spend at the same time? So there are places you can spend Bitcoin, but a lot of it is just you convert it into a currency. So that it you isn't because okay. So when it first came out, wasn't it supposed to be uh, something you buy that you could universally utilize throughout the world? Yeah, their their goal was to to create this this digital currency, kind of like. Yeah, almost how you would use a credit card, right? right it's right. not really physical money transfers between places. Right. It's you know? just accepted here, accepted here, accepted here. Yeah, right, like and card. and you know, Bitcoin is really only worth what people say that it's worth. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it's not a physical that's why it's thing hard for that me you to trust. But so so it's not so much that anymore. It's more of a stock. It's traded heavily. Okay. But it's there's actually. Like on on my coaching website, I could enable Bitcoin as a currency. People could pay for stuff via Bitcoin. Yeah, but the Bitcoin comes into your your account, mm-hmm. and they just convert it into no, cash. no, no. I can I can then convert it to cash if I wanted to, but I it would just be it would be like having pesos. It's just a different currency. So, but you would essentially just go okay. You paid with. 
like one yeah, one percentage one thousandth <laughs> right. of a bitcoin, and mm-hmm. you can take that and yeah. reinvest it. Or no, you're, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, the the difference is is that you can't take a dollar. Really, you can't take a dollar and cut it into a percentage. Um, you know, to uh, uh, so many decimal points. Yeah, you if, know, I, if I down, had a Tesla, right? if I wanted to, what's what? What's less I than wanted, a cent? Let's say I wanted to buy. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to buy. Um, I don't know. Let's say you have another car, but mm-hmm. I have a bunch of Tesla stock, and I go, dude, I'll trade you my hundred Tesla shares for that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, right? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And, and and they do half shares, so essentially that's what yeah. It. But the difference is, is that it, it's not necessarily a share. It's actually here's the value of one coin, and you can split it and break it down into a very very small number. But it doesn't doesn't but, it seem like if like if one of them just stops it at all, it could all just go away. It almost feels pyramid schemey to me. Yeah, you know, like like I tell like, you, that's what I thought. That's what I thought when I when I heard about it originally. Uh, I'll tell you the story on, on the next episode when we talk yeah, about I would it in like, detail. We should go in detail. I yeah. know it might be boring to other people, but for me, it'll be a good one because yeah. uh, I, I would like to it's, ask some questions. It, it's a very interesting it. topic. I, I I don't know tons about it, but I know enough to have a conversation about it. See if it's worth investing in. And it's it's pretty amazing. So, uh, you know, I, I bring up this little article. It says, man accidentally buries $275 million of Bitcoin in a landfill. Okay, now I don't understand how that could happen if you can't do it physically. If mm-hmm. you don't hold it physically, then what is he talking about? Yeah, so so Bitcoin have these secure wallets. And in that secure wallet, you have a certain key that's encrypted and it gives you the ability to access um, like an online wallet. Well, for a while there, you can have that wallet and it can accumulate on your device. So it's a storage folder. Mm-hmm, kind and of. Could, and, and in this little folder, if you will, can hold up to, let's just say, 10,000 mm-hmm. Bitcoin in this one. And you can lock it and nobody could touch it. It yeah. sounds like a damn video game. Mm-hmm. And the credits. Shit, whoops, <laughs> yeah. Stuff comes and goes mm-hmm. a lot in video games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Okay, There's, but still, how do you so he, it? So he had it on a hard drive that he got rid of and he he can't access his um his online wallet in order to to access this online wallet he has to have the key that key is on that hard drive but it's, but you it's can't like, say that you did the deal so the people you did a deal with would have proof of it too well but it doesn't work that way we're talking about a wallet that's online yeah. and in order for you if you forget the password to access that wallet you can't do anything with that wallet, and neither can anyone else. All that Bitcoin is locked up and not circulating. And in order for him to have access to it, he has to have this 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 key. It's a it's a, a certain essentially key, a number password. Of, that it's essentially needs. a password, exactly. And that would allow him to, to access open the up wallet. His wallet to say, "Hey, this is what I have." Yeah, and he says it's uh, what do you say it was? What a fool. <laughs> I mean, if you're playing with it and you know what's what, like me, I, I mean, I, I could make that mistake. <laughs> but if he's playing around with that, he's got it coming to him. I mean, come on. What yeah. a fool. I, I can't remember how many coins. 7,500 coins is what he says. 7,500 
Bitcoin is what he has in that account, and he can't remember the password, and he needs the key. And so what he did is he, and this is a guy in in the UK. He's he's offering the local, the, like, you know, dump company to try and ex- excavate and find that hard drive, and then he would pay some hard drive uh, folks, you know, folks that can rebuild a hard drive and get access to uh-huh. the data on it. He would reward them. He, and well. he was talking about, yeah, rewarding them $70 million. But they would have to, to do it, it on their own. It would be an investment on them. It would them. be exactly right. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, you have to mm-hmm. bet that the other, the excavators would have to pray that the computer people can pull it off. Mm-hmm. If not, they're doing it on their own. That's exactly right. Basically described it as like a treasure hunt. But that is amazing. 7,500 Bitcoins. That yeah. would be an incredible... I mean, we're yeah. talking like lottery winnings here, <laughs> except that you're not having to pay all those taxes uh, I sh- like I, a lottery winning. I should have 100 million coming to me. Elon Musk put out that he is going to give $100 million for anybody that uh, comes up with how to uh, collect carbon. Oh, and I already sent it in, and I said, plant a bunch of fucking trees. <laughs> I'll take it in cash. Thanks. That's funny. I tried to bleep that out a little bit. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, you know, uh, that's manage funny. our forests a lot more might yeah, help, you know. Yeah. Watch what our factories are actually putting out and don't mm-hmm. allow them just to pay it to have it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Find, so they're forced <laughs> to find a new way to achieve that goal. Yeah. But... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Yep, I agree. Yeah, let's do some more trees. Well, <laughs> uh, what do you say we wrap up the show, Dave? All right. Sound good? Yep, sounds okay. good. So those of you listening, uh, if you don't mind, share this podcast with all the other folks that you think would be interested in listening to our podcast. That would help us immensely, at least to get the ball rolling on a few more listeners. We appreciate any support that you can offer in that area. So unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. From Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yep. That is a very bright statement from her. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing some more. But uh, I, I don't think that that statement is entirely true. <laughs> All right. Well, we will let you go for now. So uh, if you don't mind, hit that subscribe button and the bell notifications if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're just listening to the podcast, again, please share it with others that might be interested in listening. And until we see you next time, take care. And be safe. 